0: Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. And this is Waddle and Sylvie, WMBP, WSHE, HD2, Chicago. A good Karma Brands radio station.
1: Is this the uh, third this eye blind that you're waiting for? Miller's the best. You knew Mellor was going to hit you with some. All I wanted to, line.
0: to do that Friday night in New Orleans was go to my favorite places in Mid-City, hang out in the Garden District, go see Third Eye Blind, and we made it. We did end up getting there on time. Right. My friend Catherine Terrell, who covers the Saints for ESPN, we always, she drags me along to these shows. Like, I I reluctantly go, because at times I'm not going to spend $70 on a Third Eye Blind ticket. I spent $70 on a and Third Eye Blind ticket. And you had,
1: had a, a, a great time.
0: I had a great time. Yeah. It was a stressful afternoon. It's, again, like, if they're going to trade the pick if they're going to trade Justin can We'd it happen? like a heads up can please. it happen midweek can it happen between normal business hours and not on a Friday at or 4 how about 41 they
1: just, p.m. they give you a heads up and tell yeah, you what their heads plans up would are be nice yeah you'll keep it to yourself yeah. so, so it's, it's only tell a anybody.
2: semi-charmed life you're living Courtney Ouch. as opposed to a Look at charmed you. life
1: Look at you. <laughs> like this is just dripping with tackiness Meller
2: when you would say that it's it's, it was a
1: song I know that's what I mean I, was, I, I caught that I thought it worked Really?
0: Mm-hmm. It's,
1: it's a, not for everybody, Waddle. Okay. For the people I, no, who your humor. It. They you're can humor. embrace it. Okay. All right. How are we playing this game now?
0: All right. So what this is? I wrote a. I have a draft. It says draft fields traded. So I Here have a word. Here comes the hate. Yeah. Oh yeah. I know. Here I'm, I'm, I comes can't, the wait, I'm hate. not even going to look. Um, maybe I should have stopped doing that a while ago. But I have a news story prepared in the event that I do this for a lot of things. I of did course. this. At the trade deadline for Jalen Johnson, if they were going to trade him, if they were going to sign him to an extension, that file has sat on my computer for months and I've never used it. you Be- never used it. Maybe I maybe I won't. If, he, they, if they do sign him to an extension, I've already got the nuts and bolts down. There you um, so that's basically what I have here. I have a lot of XXXX, like just basically like fill in the blank uh-huh. placeholders in here. Okay. I also have some spaces for some quotes because I know next week... Tuesday, we hear from Ryan Poles. I believe the same day we get Matt Eberflus, and I'll have some context to provide on where they stand at that time with the quarterback conversation. Because we have him about twenty minutes, and there's a lot of different topics that we'll go over. So when I when I like defer to you, mm-hmm. you get to basically fill in the blanks here of what this news story is. When are they talking by read? the way again? Tuesday.
1: Tuesday. Okay.
0: Yep. All right. All right. So. Dateline, Dateline, Chicago. Yes. The Chicago Bears have traded Justin Fields. This is all, again, I'm just saying this so I don't get clipped right now and put on to awful announcing. This is an exercise. Exercise. This is just We're playing a trail. game.
3: Playing Mad Libs. Playing Mad Libs. Just We're Mad, Mad playing a Libs, game. people. Okay.
1: Yeah.
0: So the Chicago Bears have traded quarterback Justin Fields to the XXXX, a source told ESPN. Where is he going? The
1: Pittsburgh Steelers.
0: Okay. The Pittsburgh Steelers sent, and then in big, Blocks, trade compensation to the Bears in exchange for the 24-year-old Fields who finished his third season with Chicago in 2023. Fill in the blank on the trade compensation.
1: What did they have? What is their second-round pick? 51. The 51st pick in the upcoming draft. Okay. So nothing else? You're, no, you're, ju- you're just giving that's up all a you're second? Getting. Yeah. Okay. All you're getting is the 51st pick in the N- upcoming NFL draft.
0: Okay. Well, I'm glad you picked Pittsburgh because that works into this whole scenario well if he went to atlanta i don't think he's competing for i don't think he's got much competition for a job down there with desmond ritter fields a former 2021 first round pick by chicago will continue his career with his third offense uh it's got errors in it so i'm glad i'm cleaning this up now but it's supposed to be his third in his third offense since he was drafted, expected to compete for his second stint as a starter alongside Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett, and it is Mason. What was that? report I think Mason you got today? Rudolph
1: wants to leave. I think he's mm-hmm. he was on record as saying he's a free agent. He wants to test another environment because he hasn't been given the opportunity he thought he deserved over the course of the last couple yep. of years.
0: That works. So now I have a space for. A How's quote. it going so
1: far? So You're far, doing is great. It? You're okay. doing great. Right. This is
0: I don't know. if Mad Libs is most exciting game. Like when you can get a little racy with it, but. We are talking about a quarterback here. Okay. Yeah, it would have, um,
2: instead of the Steelers, it, it works better if you say something outrageous like the Toronto Argonauts. Okay. Yeah. The Bears have traded Justin Fields to the Toronto yes. Argonauts for okay. a first-round pick. Do you want, the to, start yeah. Do you want no, to start keep? No, 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 I'm really good. Good.
1: no, I want to keep this. Is this we're talking about somebody's his, their career and their yes. life? So I don't want to play loose and fast with what I believe will be the most likely facts that okay. come out of it.
0: So now I have a space for a quote. All it says is, quote, in all caps, you can go whichever direction you want. So usually... Who's being quoted? You could be Ryan Poles. You could be, I mean...
1: Ryan Poles was quoted as saying, we have so much respect for Justin Fields and appreciate the time that he spent with the Chicago Bears over the last three years. Justin is one of the hardest workers we've ever been around. His teammates love him. We wish him well and hope that his future is filled with success and happiness
0: that is a i mean you're perfect at this like that is a great that's like what you would do because that would be polls at that point granted who knows when like they can't officially announce the trade any trade until after the start of the league you know what
1: i should have said i should have said it's not you it's me
0: again but i didn't this is this is this is your mad lib you get to fill in the i don't don't
1: want to be a wise ass because again this is somebody's career
0: yeah I, I, I totally respect it, and I understand it. All right, continuing on. How about on. we
1: do this seriously the first time, and then we go back and we do it? Fine. Wise-ass. Totally wow. fair. Okay. I like
0: that. Okay. Chicago owns the number one overall pick in the draft and is the is the first team of the common draft era to have the draft's top selection one season after trading it. With Fields off the roster, the Bears are expected to take a quarterback in April's first round. Quote. This would be a quote that I probably take from Ryan Poles next Tuesday. In talking about the options to go get a quarterback. We are a,
1: thrilled to have selected Caleb Williams.
0: I don't think he'd say that right now because this would be. Oh,
1: when is this? Oh, after.
0: This would be like in two weeks. More oh, okay. This is not April.
1: We're going to draft Caleb Williams. You can write that down. <laughs> yes. Print that. <laughs> We're going with Caleb Williams and he's taking us to the Super Bowl.
0: Next line That's for me right. at the combine polls addressed the possibility of trading fields and the timeline he would follow quote.
1: This has got to be something that the entire organization was comfortable with, but knowing that there is uncertainty in the Y or the quarterback market. And there are a number of different possibilities and different destinations for some very fine quarterbacks. We felt it was in our best interest to act sooner rather than later.
0: Last offseason, Poles said he would need to be, quote, blown away by a draft prospect to move on from Fields. During his season-ending press conference in January, the Bears GM applied similar logic to his process for deciding whether to stick with Fields or use the number one overall pick on a quarterback. And I actually have a real quote here from Ryan Poles when he said, literally, not to use the name, same quote, but I want to say I need to be blown away. It's the same setup because seeing the things that Justin did this year, his ability to make plays, Coach talked about some of those improvements, da-da-da-da-da. Um, you know, it's not just the film. I need to know the person. End quote. The Bears met with Caleb Williams and other draft prospects in Indianapolis to get a thorough evaluation of the quote person. Quote
1: from you. We would not have moved off of Justin if we weren't comfortable with what we heard from several of the potential draft picks quarterbacks. We were comfortable with what we heard and we felt it was in our best interest and in Justin's best interest to do this sooner rather than later. But we are very comfortable with what we heard in our discussions with the top quarterbacks available.
0: And then the end part, at least I have for now here is just his stats, how 2023 worked out for him, just some background nuts and bolts. Um, That is the first version. I think it's great. Thank you.
1: Yes. I think it's well done. And I think it's, I'm gonna be
0: pissed if I'm on the side of the mountain though, like getting ready to go down my run, and this thing happens. Well, we can just,
1: we can, you know what? We can, on my phone. We can take this this interview and just fill in the the blank. Yeah, you yeah, guys, just are, you guys a, will do it for send me. us. Send yeah. us the template, and yeah. we'll, we'll <laughs> just do the work for you. Yeah, absolutely.
0: All right. Do you want to go through it again yeah, let's in the real quick? Yeah, in the wise ass wise ass mode. mode. And yeah. you guys, please chime in too. All right. So. Chicago Miller, Bears. Is,
1: Miller is a world class wise ass. So, I'm ready
0: for this. Okay. Like, mad libs are supposed to be fun. So, okay. I don't know if I hope you had fun I'm with it. I am trying that. to be you respectful, did a good job, though.
1: I thought I was trying to yeah. be respectful the first you time. You gave
0: around. me, I mean, that's a very realistic way of doing it. Um, and I know, like, if if this does happen, yeah, you're not going to get polls talking about it probably until after free agency. But the in the meantime, it's you know, connecting those nuts and bolts, the things okay. that he said throughout the off season. All gotcha. right, so. This is the, what do we call this, it? the wise-ass version? Wise-ass
1: version of Mad right. Libs.
0: The Chicago Bears have traded quarterback Justin Fields to the...
2: Pittsburgh Penguins.
0: <laughs> you got Pittsburgh
2: The there? Seattle
3: Kraken. Okay. Savannah Bananas.
0: A source told ESPN. I'm not sure which source that was. The, fill in the blanks, your team sent... Blank to the Bears in exchange for the twenty-four-year-old Field who finished his third season with Chicago in two thousand twenty-three. Waddle you're up first. An
1: unlimited uh, pair, uh, number of pairs of of ice skates. That was dumb. I
0: don't know. No, I mean that's. I mean we traded him to the to the
1: to the Kraken. Yeah, yeah, to
0: the Kraken. So Tyler,
3: cash considerations and a few jugs machines. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Meller. <laughs>
2: Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin.
0: (laughs) Fields, a former 2021 first-round pick by Chicago, will continue his career in his third offense since he was drafted. He is expected to compete for his second stint as a starter alongside Blank.
1: I don't know any member of the Seattle Kraken. That's tough. Eddie Olchek.
0: (laughs) You can pick any name you want.
1: Phil McCracken. (laughs) Of the Seattle Kraken.
0: (laughs) Tyler, do you know anybody on the Savannah Bananas?
3: Uh, Jackson Olson. That's a guess. No, that's the the famous TikTok guy. Okay. Oh,
0: the one who they do the dances and their uniforms and all that. Got
2: it. So in hockey, you've got obviously your five skaters out there on the ice. I don't. Oh, you know what? Maybe maybe we make Justin Fields a goalie, where he'll uh where he'll compete with uh, Tristan Yari to start as goaltender for the Penguins since we've already traded away Crosby and, and Malkin. All
1: right,
0: so then now now here's a, a quote. Here's the open-ended quote from the Seattle Kraken, from the Savannah Ban- Bananas, and the Pittsburgh Penguins. So you guys have at it.
3: We liked Justin's post-game locker room dancing after victories. We thought it would fit in with our TikTok culture. <laughs>
1: We have no idea what we're doing. We're a losing organization, so we figured we'd continue that trend. Mario Lemieux <laughs> was
2: quoted as saying, Justin is an exciting athlete. We can't wait to see what he can do on the ice. <laughs> Just going to slap some skates on him.
1: <laughs> that was good. Are there Seattle Kraken highlights above your head? Yeah, it's, it's, a a it's, it's a lot, lot of It's a game.
2: game. <laughs> Why let's the President's Day special. Oh, is it? Yeah, cracking in the Red Wings.
1: Is this like a thing? Beneers! Who's Mr. Beneers? Is he
0: part of the trade compensation? He may be. All right. Chicago owns the number one overall pick in the draft and is the first team of the common draft era to have the draft's top selection one season after trading it with Fields off the roster. The Bears are expected to take a quarterback in April's first round. Quote. I don't really know how this applies to the teams that we've traded, but this would be a quote from the Bears' perspective. So... You guys are now filling the role of GM or coach or whatever it is.
1: We have struggled to find the answer at this position over the course of the last 200 years, so we decided to eliminate the position. We will run the T formation with a fullback as our quarterback. (laughs) That's,
0: That's really good. Tyler?
1: Caleb Williams, you are a Chicago
2: Bear. At this point in Mad Libs games, I've usually checked out and I just start filling in some obnoxious... Shock. Eighth grade humor that probably Shocking. doesn't apply quite as well here.
0: That's okay. It's Mad Libs. It's a game. Yeah.
2: Give me, what do I need to fill in again here, Courtney? So a quote? Just say, you know, the, the Bears, Bears angled quote, right? Yeah, Bears, the Bears angled, angled quote.
0: quote. In the the hmm. last line, like going into the quote, is With Fields off the roster, the Bears are expected to take a quarterback in April's first round.
2: Ryan Poles was quoted as saying, It's an unorthodox move to trade for two hockey players, but the quarterback play has been so far below the level that we're hoping for that we're willing to try anything at
1: this point. <laughs> <All> <laughs> I right, told pick- you he was the best wise ass on the planet.
0: I mean, you're so quick with these things, too. I like it. Um, at the Combine, polls address the possibility of trading fields and the timeline he would follow.
1: I had a tea time later this afternoon and needed to make sure that this was done before I got to the for the first tea box. So time was of the essence. <laughs> I'm lost
3: at this point. <laughs> I'm lost.
0: Timeline that the Bears would follow. What would a quote be from the team on the timeline and trading Justin Fields and this hypothetical exercise <clears throat> we're going through um, to the Savannah Bananas? You know, the team's going to be in spring training still. We right?
3: wanted to we wanted to send Justin home to his home state of Georgia, and we thought this was was right. We were doing right by our our former teammate. Like that, that was very
2: sensitive. Good job.
0: Yeah, we're trying to we're trying to be respectful. Yeah. still, even though we're playing the wise ass version.
2: I think Ryan Poles in this scenario says, at this point, he's no longer a bear. I don't really care what ends up happening. I'm fighting for my job, and as you can see, With the combination of Sid Crosby and Evgeny Malkin on the roster, we're going to go ahead and draft Marvin Harrison Jr., who I heard is a future Hall of Famer. So, if we just surround our quarterback with great weapons, I'm sure that man will succeed, even if he's never played a down of football in his life. That's
1: brilliant.
0: That's brilliant. I mean, I like that you use. I think
1: think that will resonate with the Bears fan base as well. (laughs)
0: No. And you use the Rick Spielman future hall? Can you believe he said that the future Hall of Famer thing on Marvin Harrison? I, I, he knows
2: how to play the game. Yeah. He also it. said uh, they could slap the tag on his ass regarding <laughs> Jalen Johnson. <laughs> exactly. Rick Spielman's uh, put a couple a, of bucks a, a on John, Marvin. Man.
1: Marvin Harrison eventually getting into sure the uh, was- Hall of Fame to join his father in Canton.
0: So then the rest of this story, like I don't need to go through those quotes about being blown away again, The way, where it ends off where I need you to do your last Mad Lib. So this was talking about how polls, the real polls quote about, it's not just the film, I need to know the person. The Bears met with Caleb Williams and of other top draft prospects in Indianapolis last week, period, quote.
1: Caleb does a great Al Pacino impression from Scent of a Woman and I just couldn't <laughs> pass it up i <laughs> so stupid. It's such the- a
0: fun exercise. Um,
3: Tyler, did you just give up? I've been thinking about also getting into painting my nails, and I think Caleb would <laughs> fit perfectly with what we are trying to accomplish as Bears.
1: Mallard, wrap us up.
2: <laughs> I know a lot of people want Caleb Williams, but Drake May went to North Carolina, and I love the idea of running it back. For all the Bears fans out there who had such fun with it the first time around with Mitch Trubisky. So let's go with Drake.
1: Well done. That was well a fun done.
2: game. Yeah, that was. I that worked well.
0: It's good creativity well, exercise yeah. Cor- for me. Courtney,
3: you probably have a bunch of these in the barrel, right?
0: A bunch of these sorts of stories. Like the yes, yeah. the shells of, yeah. of stuff. You like, you this is common see, practice
3: in the industry. You yeah.
0: should see oh. from the Minneapolis Miracle Game, I had five stories written in the middle oh, of that boy. game. Of the way it could have gone, um, that were all open on Windows, and I still have them somewhere. That uh, it's you're right; it is a common practice. And who knows if they tag Jalen Johnson, I can just go back to my Jalen Johnson is traded draft newser, or Jalen Johnson works out long term extension newser from October 31st. Oh, we're and playing can, this game again. Yeah, I can There's, apply some of that.
1: We're definitely playing this game again.
0: You guys are great, though. I mean, you well, have a lot of creativity. I, again, with your with no,
1: no disrespect meant to to Tyler. As expected, Jeff Mellor, resident ass here at ESPN 1000, I think won the Blue Ribbon. Good work, Jeff. Oh, thank you, Tom. That was yeah. excellent. Yeah, it was good. All right, should we get to Aki's A-List? Let's do it.
2: Are you ready, Jeff? I am not, Tom. I was too busy being <laughs> creative with my answers. <laughs> so now I have to actually get the open ready. <laughs> it's suck, time suck for Aki's a job
4: A-List. From the mind of the man who understands the four P's of Waddle's world, Aki's A-List. The top questions and topics floating around in Tyler Aki's mind. Are these really the questions that I was called here to answer?
1: Aki's A-List on ESPN Chicago. Your first question should be, did you guys know that there was President's Day hockey on? And I would have promptly answered no.
0: I, I had no clue.
1: I, I didn't know, I know
0: it was a thing. I know it's a federal holiday, but I, I also it. didn't know how it worked with shipping because I had to go to FedEx today. And I just kind of I, I was expecting to get there and that it was going to be closed. But I walked in. Oh, yeah. It's not a government. No. Yeah. It's yeah I feel it's like not it's not the business. Government.
3: FedEx, you're good. But if you went to the post yes, office, because it's
0: a government job. And the gentleman who took my package at FedEx was like, yeah, we're not run by the government. No, I,
1: Obviously, I
3: neither, like is, neither is the NHL because yeah, they're apparently. they're on the
1: ice this afternoon.
3: All right, so we've been talking a lot about the Justin Fields. What is he going to fetch in trade compensation? But I think it also gets into a conversation that we had about a month ago talking about what would Zach Levine fetch in trade compensation. When it's all said and done, which fan base will be happier with the trade that is made, if it is in fact made, the Zach Levine return or the Justin Fields return?
0: Fields doesn't have the injury stuff. He wouldn't be traded coming off of, what was it, a foot injury that Levine dealt with and he was ramping back up only to get shut back down. And I do think, and I know that we've kind of talked ourselves out of the idea of a second round pick just because we are playing the scenarios. I mean, Justin Fields at the minimum should be a second round pick. In terms of trade compensation, the reporting that myself and Jeremy Fowler did for that story we wrote in talking to league executives about what a return would be going into week 18 was anywhere from like a second to a package with like a third or fourth round pick. I don't I don't I don't know about Zach, to be quite honest. I mean, the Bears, excuse me, the Bulls gave him the contract that they had to give him, that they were tied between a rock and a hard place. If they didn't, somebody else would. Another team's going to have to pick up that contract, an injured player who has had a lot of issues here the last couple of years. I think if it's a second-round pick overall, and that means your fan base gets to get the number one player in the top of the draft order, the Bears fans would be happier about that. And I'm also not entirely sure, given this... Bulls' uh, front office's track record that I would trust that they would get
1: the most. I don't think there's a market for Zach Levine, obviously because of the surgery, but even before the surgery, I don't think there was a... Look, I don't know ultimately what they will get for Justin if, in fact, they pivot and move, but I think it will be something that is more rewarding than what ultimately the Bulls would get from Mm -hmm. a Zach Levine trade. Do you agree, Tyler? I mean, you'd imagine somewhere... In a Zach
3: Levine trade, there is a first rounder. But again, like a first rounder in basketball, if you were to equate that to what it is in football, like obviously the NFL draft is seven rounds. The NBA draft is only two rounds. So it's, it's I don't know, it's very Is
0: it complex. a protected first rounder? Like, there's right, all these other like stipulations to it those, too.
3: Right, the, and what, you'd probably say like a top, Maybe lottery protected first rounder is the equivalent of like a second rounder. They in meaning football? they could
0: make up for what happened last year and not having a first round pick? Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm
1: just not, I'm not voting convinced against on I, it I'm yet. voting against Zach Levine's, you know, what he would bring back in, in, in a trade at this point. I still believe that the Bears can get something for Justin if they decide to trade him. So that's where I would go.
3: All right. So Jesse Rogers, who will join us in a little bit, was taking part in the. Media availability today from Cubs owner Tom Ricketts down in Arizona, and this is what the owner Tom Ricketts had to say about Cody Bellinger and the prospects of him coming back to the Cubs.
5: Well, I mean, first of all, it's the—I um, mean, there has been you know, some discussions, but just it hasn't become a negotiation yet. So, and until they're you know ready to really negotiate, then there's not much we can do. And and I, and I don't think, um, and I don't tell Jed what to do, and I don't, but uh, but I. I also imagine, like, you just have to wait for when it gets serious before you start talking about, like, you know, what the end money amounts are. But, uh, so we'll just see where it goes.
3: Does what Tom Ricketts had to say change your thoughts of whether or not Cody Bellinger will be a Cub by opening day?
0: No. I don't know if they make a big move before like, if there's any other big acquisition that's coming before opening day, but I also, like, that's not just based on those comments. It's like, how many other Scott Boris clients are sitting out there? Blake Snell? Chapman. Chapman? Montgomery? I think so, yeah. Like
1: What is it called? The, uh, the Boris The Boris score? Yeah. Um, I, I,
0: I don't know where you get the production and how you replace it. I don't know as far as the dollar signs and what they're expecting like, him to clearly come down in price on. Like... Who Remind me of this. You guys would know. In 2016, was it Jason Hayward who was not under contract? It was
3: Dexter Fowler. Dexter Thank Fowler. you.
0: Who showed up at, he just showed yep. up one yes. day in, in Scottsdale, um, and then they signed him. Like, if, if that were to happen this time around, I'd kind of be shocked, considering that, that, the way these negotiations have gone. That
1: contract was nothing like what... Cody Bellinger is seeking. And to. The weird part of Fowler was that he had reportedly signed with the Orioles, I believe.
0: That's right. I right. knew there was like another team. It was like it was not the the ink was not dry on the dotted line yeah. just
1: mm-hmm. yet. And but- it felt like Fowler wanted to come back because he had unfinished business. Cody Bellinger is coming into town because he somebody gave him a, a an enormous mm-hmm. bag of money. I, this doesn't change how I, I don't think there's an appetite for them to spend. I think inside their building, pure speculation. There's a number that Tom Ricketts is willing to spend. And unless Scott Boris's client agrees to it, Boris and his client agree to it, I don't think it's going to happen. That's how I feel about it. And I think it's wrong, because I think in a big market like this, I think you need to take your swings and not be afraid that you may swing and miss at times. Mm-hmm. You're not going to hit them all. But at some point, you've got to be willing to get out, out outside your comfort level, even if you are concerned that you may make a mistake that you may regret. Maybe you don't. So, I don't know. I, if I was a Cub fan right now, I'd be, I'd be more than a little bit concerned. I'd
0: be more concerned about the Christopher Morrell playing third base. Yeah,
1: especially else. if you parked your car just behind first base because <laughs> you're probably going to get a broken <laughs> windshield. Uh, is that all you got for right now? Do we need to take a break? Yeah, let's talk to Jesse. All right, when we come back, we will talk to Jesse Rogers, who's in the desert and actually has thoughts on what Tom Ricketts had to say. That's next.
4: ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to Waddle & Sylvie. Watch us and join the chat. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago on Twitch.tv or the Twitch app.
5: Yeah, I don't get into that. Basically, the the budget is determined, you know, as as we, you know, boil out the expenses effectively. So it's not like we say, okay, now we're going to, you know, you know, we're going to spend a bunch of go for it or championship win it. We're trying to be consistent. I and mean, the goal is to be one of the teams that is always trying to win the division. And, um, and every year has that opportunity. And, and so we try, I try to look at the budget much more consistently than, you know, than let's just go for it one year.
1: Just what a fan base wants to hear, right? And we're concerned with the budget. And I get it. You have to be. I don't think you want to be irresponsible. But it's kind of the last thing a, a fan base, like the Cubs fan base, wants to hear is is anything about a budget.
0: Isn't that what White know. Sox fans hear all the time? Money, 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 and then, oh, by the way, we're asking for, billion for yeah, a billion dollars for stadium? Yeah, I
1: think the White Sox fans have stopped paying attention for the most part right now. They don't even listen to it. I think there is apathy in, I don't know, Mellor, you're the White Sox fan. Is apathy the uh, emotion that is coursing oh, through your veins I or is it anger?
2: That's set in with a lot of White Sox fans. You yes. should
3: have heard the noise he just made when you go uh, the, before
1: he cracked his mic. Mellow, you're the White Sox fan. Uh. Well, that it feels where like is, apathy. Whereas I, I think that Cubs fans still are feeling agitated by what's transpiring. Jesse Rogers is in the desert. Do you uh, agree with that, Jess? That uh, agitation is probably the feeling collectively that Cubs fans are having.
4: Oh, absolutely, it has to be. Um, you've got a billionaire owner kind of sniping with. I won't call him a billionaire agent, but he's close enough, right? He's the he's the biggest agent the sport has ever seen. They're going back and forth about this star player, and if you're a Cub fan, even if you bring the star player back that doesn't jump you into the Phillies or Braves or Dodgers territory. It might win you the division or help get you closer to it. So, um, you know, guy, I mean, guys, Courtney and Tom, um, I think if you've listened to me report about the Cubs over the last six months, especially offseason, he said a lot of the quiet stuff out loud that I've been reporting on, right? Yeah. Stuff like we're not going to push our chips all in. We just want to be competitive every year. Um, it, it's not about the big long-term contracts. It's about flexibility. And then just the stuff about Bellinger. You know, we're not, we don't want, we're not interested in those long-term contracts. We're going to wait till there's something to negotiate about because they won't reach, uh, Boris levels on, on Bellinger. So it's a lot of the stuff that's percolated under the surface came out today. And like I said, he kind of said the quiet stuff out loud. So I don't think it's stuff that Cup fans will love, although. They do have the second-ranked farm system, whatever that means. The future is bright. I mean, it's better to have the second-ranked farm system, even if you're not going to spend, because I don't think they're going to spend either way. So at least they have a farm system that's going to produce some players in the coming years. But that doesn't bode necessarily well for this year, and I think that's what we're focused on right now. We'll deal with 25 when it comes and see what that farm system does. But right now, it is a little disappointing that we're in this spot where they're just kind of like an okay team, and quibbling over bringing back a player that they absolutely need.
0: Jesse Rogers is brought to you by your Chicago Toyota Land, Toyota Dealers Association, Toyota Let's Go Places. So it's not a matter of can they do this? It sounds like, of course, it's still the holdup over the $200 million figure that's been rumored to be out there. And I read your story earlier, and I heard that Scott Boris had responded to what Tom Ricketts had said today and giving his side of this. What did he have to say?
4: Yeah, I mean, it's a little bit of like, what comes first, the chicken or the egg? Like, Boris puts it out there what he's looking for in terms of parameters, okay? But, and, and so, he's right on one respect. Like, players don't make offers to teams. It's the other way around. However, Boris doesn't want to hear from you, I'm saying in general, unless you're going to reach his, um, you know, number or come close to it. So I, I guess it, it's like, yeah, the Cubs could make an offer, but Boris doesn't want to hear about it unless it comes to his terms. Now if he makes it known they're open to a shorter term deal, that's when the Cubs would make an offer, I'm I'm assuming. And that's what Ricketts is referencing in you know, negotiations haven't started, just discussions. Does that make sense to you guys? Because it's kinda like nobody wants to say they they made a, a low ball offer and nobody wants to say, I turned down a big offer. This, this really goes back to Chris Bryant's situation where he had plausible deniability that an offer, a firm offer was ever made, though you better believe that Theo and, and Boris had discussions about it. They just couldn't reach that point of actually negotiating. It's really weird how all this operates. Instead of just like you give a number, I give a number, you give a number, I give a number. It's like mm-hmm. if you don't reach high parameters, don't call me until I let you know that I want to hear, you, hear from you on a smaller deal. So it's, it's really weird. They both push back on, on, the, on, on how things operate um, and the nuance of it all. But the bottom line is they're far apart, and they have not negotiated to a smaller package.
0: I know this is going to come across as probably an ignorant question, but it's one that I have when we talk about this Bellinger situation. There's 26 home runs. Ninety-seven RBIs and a one thirty-three OPS plus to make up for. If they're not making any sort of additions to this roster before opening day, like where do they make up that production? Like, can they? Like, because this roster, Jesse, doesn't look any better right now than it does at the end of the season for a team that missed the playoffs by a game.
4: Well, it was interesting talking to Danby Swanson because you would think he'd be the one guy because he's all about winning that would speak, you know, you got to maybe read between the lines. He's not going to rip management, but even he tried to make the case. Cause I'm getting to your answer, Courtney. It, the, 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 the answer is okay. This guy takes a step forward. This guy takes a step forward. That's exactly what Dansby Swanson said. Like, who knows? Maybe the guy they traded, you know, Michael Bush, the first baseman. Now maybe he wins rookie of the year. Maybe say a Suzuki takes another step. Maybe Alexander Canario, center until PCA comes up or PCA wins rookie of the year. That's your answer, Courtney. You get better from within. But the problem with that is every team can make that case. You don't think the Reds, Tommy, your Reds, are thinking we can get better with this young core that gave us some excitement last year? You don't think the Pirates are going to say we can get better? We had a nice run for two months there. So those are hopes and wishes. What's a guarantee is a player like Bryce Harper or Shohei Otani or whoever, you know proven commodities that's the guarantee so the answer is you get better from within but there's no guarantee of that happening i
1: think it's just i I mean listen like you said jess he said a lot of the things that maybe he was thinking out loud now but in your article which is a great article you write ricketts pointed to last season's world series representatives from the national league the arizona diamondbacks as proof that high payrolls and lofty preseason predictions don't mean a lot that's not the team you want to be compared to. You live in the third largest market. You work in the third largest market in the country. You should be holding yourself to a different standard with regard to your payroll,
4: shouldn't you? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and the line that I think people are going to uh, jump on as well is we do have a lot of revenues, but we pay a lot of taxes. It costs $20 million to keep the ballpark together. We have a lot of other expenses that other teams. We have a lot of expenses other teams don't have, and we should be around the CBT levels. But as people pointed out, they're 30 million below CBT. That 30 million would be Cody Bellinger, you know, and even that is just being at that level, not paying the tax. I think eight teams paid the tax last year, so I'm sure a lot of fans are like, "Forget being there. Why not surpass it?" And maybe they will in the coming years. And maybe this farm system will produce. I, I, let's not deny that it's, it's, it's good. It looks good on paper, but it's not quite there yet. And, um, you know, only a few of those prospects will actually be starters and only one or two will be stars. You know how it works. But it's better to be the 2nd rank farm system than the last. But it's also better to be both a top farm system and spend on players like the Dodgers do. And that's the final point, point something I, I said to you last week at the owners' meeting. It's the Dodgers and their TV revenue – and everybody else, and that includes the Cubs. They're just not making what they thought they were going to make, but they still make a lot. They still make a lot, just not what they thought. While the Dodgers are making much more than everyone else, so you got to live in the world you've created. And you know <laughs> they bought up Wrigleyville, they put up Marquee, they started right. Marquee, and um, now they're they're sort of acting like a mid market team.
0: So where does the revenue increase come from? Is, is there any realistic path? I know the Dodgers are in their own. You know, with what they spent on Shohei this off season and seven hundred million dollar payroll, like they're in their own category. But how can they get from looking like a mid market, you know, mid level market team to a team that's in the third biggest market in the country and spending like one?
4: Right. I mean, that's the that's the big question. I mean, you know, obviously they fill that part. They still have room to fill it more. Like you know, it's not always full in April and September when you're when you're when you're not expected to be a great team. So. But, you, you know, you fill the park when you have a great team. And when you have a great team and fill the park, you make more money. So <laughs> I don't know what the answer is, save getting to the playoffs and making some extra money there. Um, they're squeezing every dollar out of that place. Uh, but they're not making as much off of Marquee as they thought. And good evidence is the fact that they're going to be doing a whole slew of spring games from Chicago. They're, not, they're cutting back on Marquee this spring, and who knows, maybe in the season, and that's a good good evidence that, that maybe they're not making as much, but they have plenty of money. I mean, both things can be true, right? We're not making as much as we thought, but we're still making a lot.
1: Uh, who is most likely to blink first when it comes to one of Boris's four clients, Jess?
4: I think it's the pitchers, starting with Jordan Montgomery, and and, and it makes sense. But the pitchers need to get in. Like, if you're signing this guy, uh, one of the pitchers, and you and you wait till mid March, well. They're going to miss a month of the season. Right. So already the deal is not paying off. You got to get your pitchers in. So that's got to happen sooner teams, rather than later. Which
1: teams do you think are most likely to blink and actually come to terms with with one of these yeah.
4: guys? Okay, San Francisco's always a team that that you know is looking for players because as i said to you guys before, it's hard to get players to go to the Giants. Now they picked up Soler, They picked up this Korean hitter. They could use more. I mean, uh, the Yankees are interested in, in Snell. The Rangers still would like to have Jordan Montgomery. There's a bunch of teams out there. Seattle is always on the fringes. Toronto is always on the fringes. Um, my guess is Jordan Montgomery goes back to Texas. I don't know where Snell is going to land. A lot of people think San Francisco. Like, that's been a, t- a tough place for player, you know, for, for uh, the Giants to draw players to. Um, so there's moving parts, Tommy. There could be a few under the surface. You know, Rick uh, uh, Boris always pulls a... A rabbit out of his hat. Who knows? He called Colorado one year and got KB, a huge, huge deal. So he could always make that call to a team. But um, I I can't tell you for sure. I just know some of the teams that are interested.
0: I want to make a cross-sport comparison here. And follow me with this, because maybe I'm wrong. But last year, going into training camp we heard from the bears that they wanted kyler gordon to focus on one position and one position only like excel in the slot don't worry about playing outside corner we want you at the nickel so you can be one of the best nickels in the league it sounds like the cubs are taking that same approach with christopher Morel, having him focus solely on that one position have him focus at third base obviously they you know that's their best option, as it currently stands, because your team beat them out for Candelero My
1: team would be the Reds. Thank so
0: you. Yes. That, but, Jesse, can, can you sell me on that? Like, is that the right play for Christopher Morrell sticking at third base?
4: It's absolutely the right play. Just don't park your
1: car behind
4: first base, right. your rental car, Jess. Right. It's the right play for now. You have Six weeks to get him there i'm surprised they didn't announce this months ago like where else was he going to concentrate like there's no point moving him around the diamond in spring training and and not being good at one position it's better that he learns one he's already been in the outfield he's already been at second base he needs to master third base they have an opening there obviously they didn't sign matt chapman who's still out there so for now, Courtney, now, like Tommy said, if he's throwing balls in the stands <laughs> for the next five weeks of spring training at Sloan Park, then then he can't play there. He can't play there. But give him a chance. Give him a chance. And then you can always put him at DH. But it kind of like with Eloy Jimenez and other young DH, like young players don't want to just start being a DH for the rest of their career at 25. So you give them that opportunity. Look at Eloy. He finally, I think, has accepted the fact that he's going to have to DH. We're not there with Morrell. He's a much better athlete all around, you know, whatever, uh, uh, in terms of staying healthy kind of guy. I think Morrell, much better than Aloy, can do that. So let's see if he can play third. If he can't, he'll end up at DH or maybe some center field if PCA isn't ready.
1: Uh, Before we let you go, Jess, did I hear correctly when you were on with Cap and and Jonathan this morning that the White Sox have 70 guys in camp?
4: Yeah. Yeah. It's the most anybody that I've talked to has ever heard of. That It's usually between 50 and 60 in, in camp, something like that. Remember, you're, you're cutting it down to 26 eventually. It is basically a tryout for anybody that wants one over at Sox camp. It's crazy. And most of the, I, I, I can relate to a lot of the guys. They're 40 years old. They're try, <laughs> trying to hang on to their careers. I certainly can relate to them. I was talking to Jesse Chavez, who has a 20-year-old kid that's studying to be a, a, a flight attendant. I mean... These are the things that are going on at White Sox camp. Um, If this is 10 years ago, Mike Moustakis, Jesse Chavez, Martin Maldonado, all in their prime. Unfortunately, it's 2024, and they're at the end of their careers. So it's really weird to see that many players in camp and so many guys trying to hang on to their careers. Anything else you need to let us know? Um, Games start on Friday. Um, Position players on both teams reported today, so it's full squad workouts from here on out, uh, Craig Council's big message to his team, full, first time ever addressing the, you know, the entire team, and it was a good one. It was simply like, whatever you do needs to help the team. You know, you may not get everything you want out of the day, but the team needs you to get as much as we can get out of you. And, I, 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 you know, it's like every team and every manager has the same kind of message. But it's about how you deliver it, and that's a specialty of Craig Council. And I sort of like that whole idea, obviously, of sacrifice for the team, but it's how you say it. And it was, it was, I, I liked how he said it, like, you're not going to get everything out of every day, but we need to get as much as we can get out of you for the team. And that's the opening day, opening day message by the awesome. new manager. Uh, Jess, you're the best. Thanks, buddy. Okay, have a great day. Talk to you soon, guys. Jesse
1: Rogers, always with all the good stuff coming from the desert. It's just, some of this is hilarious. By the way, uh, Jerry Reinsdorf has asked for $1 billion. We'll give you the details about that when we come back.
0: Listen to us now, live on the ESPN Chicago app. Listen to the show in HD at 100.3 HD2 FM. Listen now on ESPN 1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie, ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports.
1: Name the band, Courtney. Oh,
0: I know the name of the song, but it- did- it's a weird name of the band, right? Like, Come
1: on, we, you had, what was seven it? Seven
0: Loose Screws or what? something like that. I don't know. It's I know it sounds just like that. What's the band's name? Fine Young Cannibals,
2: okay, right? Okay, that's the same thing. I think seven Courtney's loose
3: right. Screws. That's what <laughs> Courtney credit
2: for this. Yeah, No, no, I think Courtney's <laughs> assessment, it's a weird name. Fine Young Cannibals. <laughs> that's absolutely, true,
1: but Seven, what did spot- you choose? seven loose, screws.
0: loose Screws. I don't know. It's the first thing that came I to my mind. I like line. it.
1: I like it. What's uh, what's the stranger situation right now before we uh, – I, uh, I know we got to get to break here again in a second. We're going to come back with good, bad, and dirty, something I hope you're very excited to participate in. What's odder at the moment that a billionaire owner like Jerry Reinsdorf wants $1 billion for a, a project to uh, build a new stadium for himself and his, his co-owners? Uh, I'm looking for an update on the Daytona 500. Or I'm still perplexed as to why the NHL has taken over President's Day.
0: I mean, Hockey Day in America is a, on President's Day of all days. When, I mean, am
1: I making too much of this? Like I, it's just odd. I'm not being critical. I'm just asking questions. I,
0: I think it's just because the NBA' is on break right now until Thursday. What so are they just
1: taking advantage of the yeah, national it's a holiday? Window. It's
0: a window and it's a federal holiday. So, I mean, who, I guess who
1: better to
2: celebrate the birth of our nation and uh, the presidents that <laughs> than have overseen it than a bunch of Canadians, 16%?
0: a bunch of Russian players. Yeah, yeah exactly. don't um, even have
1: a president themselves. They have a prime minister. That's a good point. By the way, I don't even want to delve deep into the conversation you were suggesting you were having with one of your kids earlier in the pre-show. <laughs> that's for another time. Uh, but I just is that an odd thought of, of my am I making too much of that? Like, why? Why is the NHL taking over President's Day?
0: Because, well, they, ESPN has the NHL contract for a long time, so I think it's just a window that they see fit. Okay, so
1: they're just and taking, a lot of people taking I advantage of, advantage are of the today. opportunity. Yeah. Okay.
0: Although the $1 billion for a stadium proposal of the White Sox trying to swoop in before the Bears can yeah. request that sort of money. That's um, a, sh- a
1: shrewd business move or...
0: <laughs> Sheisty.
1: Yeah, okay. It's
0: just, the problem's not, I'm going to say like, the quiet part out loud. The problem's on the stadium. The problem is the team. Yeah, no question. I like going, and I'm not a Sox fan. I'm a Cubs fan, but I like going to Guarantees. It's a good experience. I get in and out. Of the parking lot, the, our suite that we have with one with uh, good karma is a fantastic place to watch a game. Yes. The food's fantastic. It is. The problem's not the stadium. Yes, the, pro- the like, double-A team
1: that they field. Starting to system. look
0: in the mirror yeah. that that might be the issue, not the uh, place where you field your
1: team. Mellor, what was that noise you made when we talked about uh, the White Sox a couple of segments ago? I don't even know. It was just an what audible. It? <sighs> <sighs> yeah,
0: it was that. Uh, All right, <sighs> do you
1: know how to play good, bad, and dirty? Something good, something bad, out. something dirty mm-hmm. from this weekend. We'll see whether or not Courtney knows how to play this game that's next.